0: Welcome to Lincoln Baptist's daily reading program. Today is day 185, looking at 1 Kings 21 and 22, Matthew chapter 9 and the first 17 verses, and then finally into Psalm 78. And as we head into 1 Kings, Ahab is not a particularly good king, is he? He basically sulks when he doesn't get his way. He is then completely fine taking what doesn't belong to him in fairly dodgy ways and clearly has little thought for the ways of God and the people of God. He is interested only in the things that make him happy. In a self-centred approach to governing as king. He ended up being killed in battle but what struck me was how ugly self-centeredness is. This man had power, wealth, status and was serving over the people of God but he wanted more. Satisfaction in this world was never enough for him. He had to always have more. Now I wonder how many of us are still trying to find joy and contentment and we're looking still in all the wrong places. Jesus promises that he will provide for our needs and show us the joy of new life in him. So why would we need anything more outside of Jesus? The encouragement, really, from looking at the negative behaviour of Ahab is to find contentment in Christ, not in an ever-changing world. We now head into Matthew's Gospel and I want you to see the correlation between physical sickness and healing with the spiritual sickness and healing. Jesus heals a paralytic. There is a physical issue that Christ miraculously removes to bring freedom to this person's life. In much the same way Jesus heals us spiritually like a physician who heals the sick. Jesus heals the wounds of our hearts, wounds that are present because of sin in our lives. We need the healing that comes through forgiveness and only God can provide that. So as Jesus physically heals he gives visual representation of what we each need spiritually. I want us then to notice that it's based on faith. It was upon the witnessing of faith that Jesus healed physically. It is therefore upon faith that Jesus heals spiritually. We come to Christ in faith, knowing that works do not save us from sin, but faith in the one who defeated sin brings out our salvation. So you see, there's great wonder in the physical healing, but even greater wonder and glory in the spiritual healing provided by Christ. We are also introduced to opposition to the teaching and ministry of Jesus. First, we have this issue of the scribes not believing Jesus is God and therefore accusing him of blasphemy. However, the second is quite interesting because it does seem like they have a point. The disciples are not fasting, but everyone else is. Why? Fair question. And I think it was certainly confusing in terms of the situation of what was before them. Yet the answer of Jesus reveals a lot about the reason you actually fast. For fasting is not a ritual or a command that we must follow. Fasting is a unique communion with God, drawing us closer to Christ and seeking him for our sustenance and strength. The disciples were already with Jesus. They already sat next to him and were hearing his teaching and instruction. They couldn't get any closer and therefore they were to enjoy and savour every moment. Now before going into our final passage, note that everything Jesus did garnered questions and debate, but he didn't let that stop him. He kept serving, kept focused and ploughed on. So we're not to be distracted by questions and distractions that come our way instead. We're to keep focused on the task at hand today. Today, make sure you're focused on Jesus, nothing else. Finally, we have Psalm 78. Is it not wonderful to recount all the works of God? He has done so much for his people from creation to today. More than that, he has done so much for you. This psalm reminds us to look back and see God, not just in our own lives, but in those that came before us. It reminds us to see the faithfulness of God, to see his power, to see his righteousness, to see his promises never changing and he consistently seeking the best for his people. Today, spend some time noting down what God has done in your life. How did he draw you in? How was he protecting you? How did he bless you? How did he support you? How has he brought you through trials? And what lessons has he taught you? Never forget what God has done, for his promises never change. And history tells us, not just in your life, but in the lives of all those who follow Christ, that he truly is an awesome God. Let's pray. Father, as we recount all the things that you have done in our lives, we truly praise you for the wonderful nature of how you have cared for us and brought us to salvation in Christ and how you now look upon us as your children. Father, we pray that we would stay focused on that task of the Great Commission and spreading the gospel good news to those who have yet to hear it. And Father, let us seek healing for spiritual, physical, emotional uh, wounds that we can only be healed through Christ in. Father, we recognise that the healing power of Jesus is incredible, truly transformative. And so we pray that we lean on that each day as we serve you and as we serve under the promises of Christ. We pray this in your name. Amen.